Hey everyone, welcome to a new show that we like to call Highlight the Creative. My name is Dalton and I'm joined here with Doc Fell from Doc Fell and Company. Doc, how's it going, man? Doing well, man. Awesome. You're our first guest. I'm very excited Woo-hoo. to have you on board. Thanks for reaching out. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, well, I think I think that, uh, you know, we're going to set the bar really high and uh, everybody else is just pretty much screwed. I just want to think as well. <laughs> <laughs> like it's going to be like a one and done show. Yeah, exactly. Just drop a fork, put a fork in it, you know, whatever, walk away. Call it done and then we're yeah. good to go. So real quick. Season one, episode one, finale one. Yep. That's it. It's not going to be lost where it goes on it and is, on it and is on. This is like the, yeah, you know, what do they, what do they have the, uh, whenever they're going to have a show? Oh, um, the pilot. The pilot. Yeah, this is the pilot. And this is as far as it gets right here. Yep. <laughs> it does not get picked up. You guys are no. like, you know what? That was a terrible idea. Yeah. So it's not because it's crashed and burned. It's because it was so good, right? That's right. So just a little tidbit on Highlight to Creative. It's going to be a seasonal show um, where we're going to feature artists from all around Oklahoma, Arkansas, and who knows, national maybe. It's going to be artists, musicians, um, craftsmen. I'm really into crafting, like bringing back that, like, you know, kind of like uh, Ron Swanson, Nick Offerman. Are you, are yeah. you familiar with him? Yeah. How he's just crafty woodwork and everything. So it's almost like a way of highlighting like an old school method of creating, but also the new school as well. And it's all about creating a support group, a supporting community where like, hey, you're doing something awesome, creative. I want to support you. doesn't matter if we're competing against each other. Um, it's just something... Um, where people can also just learn about the backbone of the creator and why they started doing what they're doing and how they got started and, sure. you know, even motivate them to do their own thing in the future and feel like, hey, if Doc Fell can do it, why can't I? That's what they all say. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. I'm a doctor and musician as well. Right. Let's yeah. start with that. Okay. I'm very interested because when I, because basically we know each other because you played some shows. I was there photographing them. Yeah. Um, and when I heard the name Doc Fell, I kind of had a feeling you were a real doctor um, based off your appearance. Very clean cut, very nice looking musician. So kind of tell me about that. Like what came first, music, doctor, or what, what actually happened? Uh, you know, I mean, I, I think the two are intertwined in some way, but I mean, certainly was a doctor long before I became a performing musician. Um, that being said, I always had an affinity for music. I mean, as a child, um, self taught myself to play piano and sang oh nice um kind of on my own never i didn't really join choir or take any formal lessons or anything so i was really excited by music and loved to perform privately but never really had the push to kind of do that in a more uh, formal setting like publicly so i really kind of kept that hidden for years and um excuse me um it's good beer by the way uh, <laughs> nice any, and cold. Anyway, uh, I went through uh, college and medical school. College, actually, kind of, I uh, got my first guitar and started learning guitar on my own. And uh, and of course, immediately when you do that, you when you learn a few chords, you want to start singing some Eagles song. So you start doing that. And you, Hotel California, yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> you know, you you learn a few uh, uh, the classic songs, and then it kind of just becomes a constant. I don't know. You know, a lot of people do that. A lot of people, and I talk to people all the time. I have a guitar. I used to play, and I hear that all the time, like, but it's sitting in the closet for years, you know, and I, and I was like, well, you need to get it out. I mean, you know, it's, it's, I understand there are ebbs and flows to how you play and perform musically, but I said, you know, if you really, if you have the passion for it, you should constantly be trying to fuel that and, you know, and stay with it. So from the time of college, I, I started, uh, you know, fairly frequently playing on the guitar and, and learning new songs and just kind of constantly learning that process. 
but I went through medical school and got out and really had not performed publicly until, I don't know, I was probably um, late 20s. And uh, the friend of mine, I started playing a little bit with him. He was like, come over, I got the drums. Let's just, I know you can play guitar. And so we started messing around. We ended up kind of haphazardly making this band. And uh, we ended up getting a gig uh, playing for a friend's 4th of July uh, firework festival. And so that was like our first big performance. Okay. Didn't get paid or anything, but, you know, it was fun. But we only had like three or four songs we, we had learned and he wanted us to play for like an hour. So we played all those songs like in a loop, like, <laughs> like an hour over and over and over. But honestly, what's the difference yeah. between what you do in your car? You play the three songs over and over Yeah, but uh, it was it was a good, uh, and, you know, you start to overcome your fear at that point And you say, okay, I can actually stand up in front of a crowd and perform and you, you're sweating and you're, you know, you don't know what you're doing. Your heart's racing and you're going to explode. And But once you learn to conquer that fear, then it kind of propels you to say, okay, if I can do that, let's find what else I can do. And so you kind of start building on that process. So much later in life, I started performing and in, 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 uh, in writing music and uh, kind of getting into this whole realm of where I'm at now. So Okay, awesome. That's really cool. It's almost but, like you did like a reverse like Benjamin Button <laughs> right. compared to what most musicians do. I feel like that's the case, you know, and in a lot of ways we're a new band kind of coming up, but in a lot of ways we're an older band. And so it's, but you got that weird dichotomy of stuff going on, but yeah, it, I think most people do it the opposite of the way we've done it. So, so how long, how long have you guys here, been playing together? At, so, uh, how long have we been playing? Yeah. Um, my current band was formed around 2011. And so we have, uh, three albums we put out already. We're recording our fourth, um, several full length uh, videos. We've done a lot, played a lot of big places. So we're doing really well. Awesome. Um, but, uh, before that I've been in, kind of like so that initial push to perform publicly kind of led to me being in a cover band and performing uh, publicly for several years um, prior to moving to Tahlequah. And uh, I'd written a few songs, just dabbled in songwriting at that point. And when I moved to Tahlequah, um, I kind of got out of music altogether, like everything had fallen apart. I'd gone through this big change in work and life and all this kind of stuff and really didn't have my band anymore, didn't have anybody else to play with. So I moved to Tahlequah and, and I was kind of wanting to kind of get back into it after things, the dust had settled and things had calmed down. And my wife said, why don't you go to the open mic night down at Iguana and sing some of your songs you wrote? And I was like, well, so I don't play those for people. And she's like, well, they're pretty good. So why don't you go do that? So I went down one night and Joe Mack was there and I played a couple songs and he said, all right, he goes, those are good. I'd never met him before. He's like, those are really good. He goes, come back in a month. He goes, I want you to play for uh, two hours at the branch, and I want you to do all original stuff. Oh, wow. And I was like, okay. Because I'd only written like three songs at this point. Like, and I'd only been dabbled in music. So I was like, all right, you've got to go write everything you can write, possibly write within like a month's time. So I just immediately was on my phone kind of recording and writing down and just making notes like every few seconds I had working full time too, but trying to do this. So I wrote like probably 10 songs in this month period, just constantly writing. And they were probably all terrible. Like, I don't even know that I play any of them anymore. <laughs> and so he showed up and played this gig, and I, and I played all original music and then probably had to repeat a couple of them because I didn't have enough stuff to fill the time. But what I learned was I could show up and I could push myself and I could write. So it, I learned from that that I should just continue to push myself. The creative uh, creativity is better if you're constantly feeding it, if you're constantly 
uh, working on that craft and you're constantly pushing it forward. So I never really give myself a break to say, all right, you know, I, I think, I don't know if, I don't know how, I don't know how anybody else does it. Like I said, I'm doing this whole thing backwards and I don't know what anybody else's patterns are, but I feel like some people create and then they stop and they take breaks and then they kind of force themselves to come back into creativity. And for me, what I found is I had to be creative in real time. My life was so hectic and chaotic and working. Like, I mean, if it was six in the morning, I'm driving to work. Well, I'm going to try to write something on my way to work. Oh, wow. 10 minute computer. I'm going to like, can I come up with a, can I come up with a hook or a line or anything? And then maybe that afternoon when I got work, I'm like, oh, what was that? And I'll start working on it again. So I just kind of constantly have created this process in my mind where I'm constantly trying to create new lines or new words or new versions or you know, uh, stories. Depends on what, what you were trying to say at the time. I mean, um, so from that, I have several, well, probably 100, 200 songs that I've written. Um, and we've recorded, like I said, uh, 35 of those so far so oh nice i i love that i yeah. and i very much agree with that i feel like creativity is the one thing the more you use of it you gain more from it it's not like money obviously if i spend more money i'm gonna be i'm gonna be broke yeah but the more you create it just it just keeps building and building it, it's almost like a like a paradox because you were like okay well if i'm gonna it's like sleep you can't go so long without sleep right but like you said like if you if you keep creating you're constantly adding to like what you want to build for yourself like it just keeps coming it's it's beautiful mm -hmm. um I, honestly like reason why i was asking like are saying like oh you guys are kind of went backwards is because you you kind of brought the, the fact about how you're a young band but you're old at the same time and i remember thinking that when i was when i first like saw you guys live i was like man these guys like they're very tight they're very like it's, it seems like they've been playing together for years yeah and so it's almost like would you say that playing music versus um at your age versus playing young because you know when you go to like the battle of the bands there's like you see 15 right. year olds up there <laughs> yeah. and you, one by someone's playing like a g chord someone yeah. doesn't even have his guitar plugged in right and they it's, just don't seem to have it together right. so do you think maybe like a maturity thing goes a lot into that i i think so i mean um i mean uh we don't all we aren't that mature we're pretty immature guys but <laughs> As all musically, guys are. <laughs> musically, though, I think we're all pretty much on the same page. I mean, I've got a really tight band now. We've all known each other for such a long time. And we are very much on the same page with the music we play. I mean, I, we don't really have a lot of in infighting about, you know, play this song or don't play that song or whatever. So whenever we're playing a song, everybody really, I think, has this tuned in uh, feeling of being in the moment with that song and trying to really do their part the best they can or in making the best performance they can um, and constantly involving it. But it may just be the fact that we are, you know, a little bit more mature and, and can focus more. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and we've kind of been through a lot, even though we know at times we don't know what the hell we're doing. Uh, <laughs> you know, when you're younger, you don't know that you just kind of freak out when you're an adult, you're like, I know I just got, you just got to wing this. You just, yeah. you just got you to fake it till you make it. And we kind of know that's, that's musicians of, if anyone know that you got to fake it till you make it honestly like yeah. it, it kind of comes down to i feel like there's a point where like yes i am playing this place for free and then it, you got to figure out okay what do i need to do to start making a little bit of cash at this mm -hmm. or so some type of sustainability yeah because it does take a lot of time away from i mean like you you told me when you got here like i've been to muskogee three times today yeah so i know the value of a musician's or any yeah. creative person's time so thank you for that yeah um, because it's uh, you ever seen that meme? It's like uh, gear gear five thousand 
yeah. van a thousand yeah. uh gas money 30 bucks uh load in time like show ten dollars yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like a lot of people don't realize how much time and effort is put into playing just a one hour show or a two hour show uh, there's so much more that goes on in the background yeah um, i mean it's rare that we you know make any money at, at, at performing music i mean we get we've gotten to a level now where we get actually paid okay money which you know it's, it's not much but it covers gas and maybe expenses but i mean more often than not i'm i'm upside down in the scenario I mean, right it is but the good thing about the band also is that we also are all working full-time and we all have some realistic expectations about what we're trying to achieve you know exactly everybody i think wishes you know you always wish that you could you know have this great hit that's going to like blow up and you're going to be like touring on a national tour and have a bus and everything you know that's that's like young musicians dream of that too but i think that um, they have unrealistic expectations that that's <laughs> going to happen and we have tempered expectations you know that would be cool if that happens but that's the one percent you're talking about and you're in the 99 right now so the exactly. chances of getting out of that is exceedingly low so you might as well just enjoy what you're doing so one of the things that i think to answer the last question i think is that whenever we show up we all really enjoy playing um we're not showing up pissed off because we didn't get a good headlining spot or we're not pissed off because we're not getting paid very good for the show we're not pissed off you know about right. the fact that we haven't got signed to a label yet we're just happy that we're getting to show up and make music that you get the opportunity we get the opportunity yeah. to play music and, and do something we love and kind of transcend out of our daily right ruts and everything and, and struggles and just kind of for a, you know an hour or so go into that nirvana of music and just let it you know just let it all take fall over away. and you know see what happens yeah because i i've played shows with bands that like would they got upset because um the person that was running the venue wanted to backline gear mm-hmm. and the band when the headliner didn't want to do that right they're like we don't want to do that and for all those listening backlining gear is basically you load up all the band's gear and then as the shows progress and the bands play you just take off their gear until right. at the very end it's just like the the amps and the drums right. from the previous band um so that listening oh that makes right. total sense why wouldn't you do that but right. sometimes people are like that yeah. and and it's it's awesome to know that you and your bandmates are actually we're just doing it because we love music we love entertaining people and you know just helping people through a hard time because i think that's what's the beautiful thing about music and kind of going back into song lyrics you were talking about how you just write songs on your way to work so that had had me wondering like how do you do that what's your song influencing process do you get bandmates involved is it like oh hey guys i i hummed this tune today do you have any lyrics do you have any melodies for me how does you know, that kind of work? Um, for me, it's it's mostly been independent. Like I know the majority of my early songwriting, I mean, probably say 90% of what I've written is, is independent. Um, whatever the idea is, um, whatever the inspiration for the song is, I can usually, I don't know if you've written songs, but I mean, it can be variable. I mean, some, sometimes it, it just happens instantly and it's just like this epiphany and this song just comes out of nowhere and you're like, every lyric every every chord every verse is there and you're like where'd that come from right other times you like have this great idea for a song and this really cool you know twist of words or this hook or whatever and then you just cannot make this song fit like just something's not working so you just work and work and work on it so songs that i've probably songs i'm still working on that i've had for years that i'm just like they just don't feel right i assume it's like painting a picture like some artists have some they're like you know they painted their masterpiece it's perfect they got other ones they're like just don't know something's not right you know i (laughs) need to go back and repaint that or what i need to do and just continue to work on it so uh the majority of it i write on my own just because i i don't know i 
uh, I don't write in the I don't write in the same way I think other people write. Um, I know a lot of my friends that are artists write, and they go to certain places and they take their books and they you know they can sit with other people and they can throw around ideas and they can kind of start working things out together. And I, because of my schedule, I typically never get to sit down with other people and just write. Right. I never had the opportunity, I guess. Uh, lately, I have had a few a few people I've met who are songwriters that I've been able to kind of um, bounce song ideas back and forth off of. So it's kind of changed my direction a little bit because I realized that, you know, you don't know everything yourself. Right. Why not reach out and at least get other perspectives on a song and say, hey, I've written, you know, this verse and this chorus and part of the second verse, but I kind of don't know where to go, you know. And I could force myself to do it, but why not have someone else look at it and say, with some fresh eyes and say, you know what, this really sounds like this is what needs to happen here. Like, yeah, I see what you're saying, you know. It, yeah, like, yeah, or you can say, yeah, that was a terrible idea. You know? <laughs> Let's um, never talk again. <laughs> you know, Kyle likes to help me write. I mean, I, you know, the funny thing is, whenever you become a songwriter, or I get, I don't know when that happens, but apparently, I've become a songwriter now. And people will come to you all the time and be like, "I've got an idea for a song," or I, "I've written a song." You know, everybody's got one song they've written. I think, and everybody does. <laughs> and they'll yeah. come to you and they'll be like, "Can you listen to it?" And I've listened several times, and you know, had people give me stuff and. Uh, you know, and you look at it and you say, you know what, I, I would love to help. I don't know what, I don't know what you mean to do with this, but I've got more than enough on my plate. Unless it's, you know, uh, something I'm really excited about. I'm not going exactly. to help a whole lot, but, um, you kind of have to pick and choose those. You have to pick and choose because you've only got a limited amount of space to, to, uh, to do what you can do and you can't be trying to write songs for everybody else or so forth. But for me, it's, it's an independent process. Like I said, I've got a few people I kind of bounce ideas off of, but for me, it's, uh, it's just kind of that constant keeping that flow open and being willing to pick up a song about whatever, you know, whatever comes in your mind at the moment, you know, is it emotion? Is it something you've gone through, um, you know, 10 years ago? Is it something that you saw happen? Is it, is it a story somebody just related to you? Is it just an expression somebody says sometimes and suddenly it triggers something in your head where you're like, you know, that, you know, that's kind of a cool little turn of phrase. That would be a cool little song or a song idea. And suddenly you're, yeah, down that rabbit hole, you know, chasing it, you know, so, and uh, it's funny whenever I try to, um, I'll sometimes get uh, to a point where I'm like, all right, I'm turning this off. I've got to focus on the recording process. I've got these new songs I got to record. I got to get these down tight. I got to quit focusing on, I got to, and then I try to turn it off and then suddenly I'm like, oh shit, I just wrote like two songs. I don't know if I can cuss on here, but anyway. You're, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> anyway, I'm like, oh, these other songs start coming along and I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? So you just keep writing and you're like, all right, well, just embrace it. I mean, it, Sometimes you don't have anything. I've had moments, very rare, but there are rare moments where things are just kind of blank. And I'm like, I've written every song I could possibly write. This is the end. <laughs> I'm like, don't freak out. Something will come along. Right. And you no, know, but for me, I don't try to force it either. Like I know some musicians who continually try, make themselves write like on a daily basis. And I'm like, you know, that, that seems kind of harsh to me too. Like, I mean, I appreciate they're being ultra creative, but I also wonder if they're really, you know, how much good they're doing if they're just making this right. right every day like a new song like this one artist i'm following she's writing a song three 365 day challenge song every day I'm like, that would be really hard to do and i don't know that any of it would really be you know how are you gonna know what songs you have at the end i mean that's a lot of material exactly to back and say you know what am I? So, so i know going through it like i'm writing songs writing 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 and not everything i'm using is something I'm going to use. I mean, it could be something I really like. Like I just wrote it. I'm like, man, this is a cool song. It tells a cool story. Um, maybe even a melody for it. Maybe I've got something, but it just isn't going to fit for what I've got right now. So you put it on the back burner. 
and you move on and nice. you keep moving. And then suddenly you find one, you're like, I, that's a gym. I got to keep that one in. For, for me, it, it uh, I guess what I'm always building towards for me personally is like uh, the next album, the next uh, CD or release or whatever. Um, I, I like the concept of releasing an album and having um, 10 or 12 songs that are kind of relate to each other in some way. Like a theme. A theme, yeah. Gotcha. So so my, and, and, and for me, I'm constantly, it's like so working on our fourth album now, but these different themes, uh, my music that I'm probably picking for that, this fourth album, kind of relate to that la that last thing that I'm, we're dealing with. So other, other things that I write in between that don't really fit it, well, you know, they just kind of save them. Kind of go on the back burner and they might eventually come back around so what we see in this new album is that you know majority of it's probably new stuff uh to 80 percent, and then we got like one or two songs or older tracks that you know i could go back through my catalog and say oh you know that was really something that would fit really well with what's going on here it was pretty well, i like that because so. you don't want to release a song if it's not going to not be successful right and, and not in terms of like a hit but in terms of execution of it right um you don't like I, that's how i feel about creating like like you said you, ha you have some really good songs they're just not they're just not ready yet right they're done they're, they're written even maybe even be recorded yeah but they're just not ready yet right so you were telling me today that you, you did, went to the studio today a little bit and you guys working on a new uh, song i wasn't in the studio but my uh sound guy and kyle were working on mixes for one a new track that we have um called gotta be with you okay and it's actually probably one of the first songs i ever wrote um really like years ago before I mean, back to the, back the days. cover cover band <laughs> days and then like i had this it was a song i had this inspiration for i just uh was like um just popped in my head this this melody and everything and i just wrote this song instantly and like it was one of the first songs i ever performed of my own that was public and i was playing this cover band and like i started just playing it live people kind of liked it and we played it live with my cover band for years then whenever i moved to Tahlequah and had this new band doc film company um we started playing it there live and we almost opened every show with it. And, um, we'd recorded three albums. Every album I was like, I'm gonna put that song on there. And didn't make the cut. So it's like, <laughs> you know, I was like, I, I like that song, but you know, I got so much other stuff I got to do. And so you skip it. So this fourth album, I was like, all right, the very first track I'm gonna record has got to be with you. So we recorded it and, uh, and, and, uh, we sent it to a couple friends and they're like, I swear you've already recorded this. And I said, no, <laughs> I said, we just played a lot. You just know it really we just well. Played a you've lot. been to a lot of shows. And they're like, oh, it sounds so good, man. I'm so excited to hear this. So anyway, uh, that's that's the track we worked on today. And then we have, a, you know, about uh, six or seven others in the can right now. And nice. working on a few more to get, um, uh, we got the got the songs down. I just got to get in, lay down the, the tracks and everything. But, uh, nice. you know, it's just a constant process of moving forward, I feel like. So So my understanding, we, we have a little snippet mm -hmm. audiences can listen to. Yeah, we got uh, something fresh off the press. And um all right, go ahead and introduce it. Yeah, the new track is called uh, Gotta Be With You, and it'll be on our new album released in fall of 2019 called Between Mountains and Mole Hills. If I could hold you forever, you know I would. Know that it's bad that you feel so good. Know that it's bad that you feel so good. Don't tell me it'll be all right. Don't tell me. Heard it first. 
I must say that is going to be the perfect road trip song. And for me, it is. So when it Good. comes available, it's going on my road trip plane playlist. So my question is, where will that be available at? Uh, we'll, uh, everywhere, digitally, everywhere that you can find music except for Pandora. We're never going to be on Pandora. Is that a personal vendetta? Personal vendetta, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you had some mouse in there. And iTunes, anywhere, Amazon Music, I don't know, anywhere, YouTube, people get music. We can, I mean, we're available at all those places now. So, And then, of course, we'll have physical CDs, and there's been a rumor of us possibly having vinyl stuff. On oh, there, my gosh, too, that'd so. be awesome. Yeah, so we're, we're, we've got... Um, we, we have a, uh, well, anyway, we have a few deals kind of going right now. We're kind of working on, so we'll work out. Awesome. Is there any way we can petition to get vinyls? Because yes. vinyls are amazing. They are amazing. They are. They're, you know, the problem with them is they're expensive to produce. In fact, the last album we had, Heaven, Hell, Oklahoma, we had it mastered for vinyl as well as mastered for our CD version, which we have CD versions, but the uh, vinyl was, uh, it was really cost prohibitive almost. I mean, it was like 30 to $40 a, a, a unit. Goodness gracious. And that's what they sell for. And I'm like, well, you're basically selling, you know, you're going to break even. That's great. Except that you had to like back a hundred. I'm like, well, I don't think I'm going to sell a hundred vinyl albums until, right. you know, unless you reach a certain level. I was like, man, there's no way I'm going to invest that kind of money into vinyl just to, you know, basically sell 10, you know, I, I'm downplaying what we're selling. But anyway, you know, selling 10 copies and having to eat the rest, you know, uh, I guess if you're playing a long game, it would be fine. But um, yeah, and that's a, that's one thing. Um, what I love about those stickers and posters, support your local musician. Um, I don't think they understand like how much time that is put into this stuff. I mean, hours and hours in the studio, spending time away from family and friends. So uh, if you're out there, people, and you know, you want to support your local musician, check them out. Yeah. Go, go buy vinyl. You're the reason why he didn't get vinyl records. So if you want to blame <laughs> anybody, right. blame yourself. It's completely your fault. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's awesome. So along with the new album, any tour plans? Uh, yeah, we've got um, actually normally this time of year we're we're struggling to kind of fill the tour dates, and we're actually booked through November right now, um, playing everywhere from Dallas to um, uh, Fayetteville to Tulsa and Oklahoma City, and we kind of got this triangle or square or whatever it is. But anyway, we've got a pretty large radius we're playing, and we've had several petitions for us to play start playing out on the uh, east and west coast a little bit too. So we've no dates, but we're. We're kind works. of locked into a certain range based on our jobs and our and our work schedules, um, but that being said, we've got a very full schedule of uh, dates at bars. I mean, and uh, as well as uh, festivals coming up in the summertime, and uh, we've got actually radio play. Uh, we've got a campaign going right now that's actually hitting 350 stations across the United States, and we're getting pretty good play. We're about 150th on the Americana charts right now. So. Oh, nice. Kind of, it's just in the second or third week of the campaign. So, uh, you know, they're they're playing our stuff. They like it, and you know, if that works out well, then maybe we'll get to add some more tours. And I mean, awesome. I mean, some more uh, uh, big festivals and stuff like that. So we'll see what happens. Awesome. So I got two more segments for you. Okay. One final question. Okay. And we're going to do a rapid fire round. All right. So we'll do the rapid fire uh, round first. The I'm just going to go and try to run out of ideas in my head. All right. I'm just going to wing it, kind of like I did college. All right. All right, favorite drink. Oh, uh, beer. <laughs> there was not a wrong answer. Yeah, it was beer, right? Yeah, That's exactly. Good. Yeah, I do love beer, though. Yeah. Nice favorite beer. Oh gosh, man, you're killing me. Um, that berries, you know, it's like music. Uh, 
you know, one day you're kind of really into this person, the next day you're into that, and genres kind of change. Um, if there was one beer I had to pick, jeez, uh, I don't know. Red Stripe, maybe? Okay, that's, that's good. That's a good I, beer. I like it. I don't know. That's a good beer. Okay. I don't drink it very often, but it comes around. It's but. it's the special one. Yeah. Favorite food? Oh, man. I like sushi a lot. I mean, that's kind of my favorite go-to thing. And if I'm going to indulge a little bit, yeah, I think that's it. Sushi's good. Yeah. All right. Favorite musician? Willie Nelson. I mean, uh, and you, you mentioned recording at his studio, and uh, I, I like a lot of musicians, but I've seen Willie probably 25 times. Um I, his style of playing and his music writing and just him as his personality, his persona is something that I really admire. Um, no, no, Willie Nelson all, all day right. long. I like that. Favorite <laughs> movie? Uh, Star Wars. Nice. The original. Yeah. I see your posters up there too. And it, there's Star Wars posters here. I know you can't see that, the, the listening audience, but. Uh, Fun uh, fact, I found those at a thrift store. Yeah. So that's why there's not Return of the Jedi up there okay. yet. I need to find the <laughs> artist who made those and order it. All right, so that's a good rapid fire. One final question, kind of encompassing what all this is about. Any musician out there, any artist, what advice would you give them? I mean, it's uh, it's not easy. Uh, it is and it isn't, but if you're really passionate about it, you just have to do it. I mean, period. And keep, keep doing it. And keep take your failures and just build on them. And, you know, I mean, the thing is, I used, I mean, I've had a lot of rejection. We've we've actually gotten to a pretty good place with our band now, but I mean, I used to keep these rejection notices and I had hundreds of them, you know, for where you sent them to places. They're like, we we had to make some tough choices, but you guys were, you know, not not whatever. And it's like, Oh my God, Oh my God. Nobody's ever going to really, you know, want to play your music or you're not want to put you on their, their whatever. And then we started getting a few, uh, you know, positive ones. Every now and then they come through, you know, oh, we kind of like what you're doing. We're kind of excited about it. And still those other ones. But, you know, the thing was not getting discouraged and just saying, all right, despite uh, putting out what I think is a really good album, you know, say the first album, Scissor Tail, despite putting all this effort and money and time into it and it really going nowhere, does that deter me from wanting to do more? Does that deter me from wanting to write better or, or write better songs or produce a better album no it doesn't so we go down the road and we produce you know dust ball heart and then you know that one does pretty well for us and it's like well all right that did great so let's what's next and so let me go record at yellow dog and come out heaven hell oklahoma and that's the one charting on the americana charts for us now so you know it's 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 a case of just not giving up and if you really want it and, you, and you're really passionate about performing music and you're really passionate about well whatever your art form is just do it because you love it and you're passionate about it and don't let any of those negative things stop you from doing it. If they do, then you know you weren't that passionate about it to begin with. So find something else you want to do. Yeah. It's very it's a hard truth, but it's very true. Yeah, it's true. You know, and, and the thing is in, in in any any industry, you know, whatever the art form may be, there's a lot of I guess what you would call competition. There's a lot of I mean, I look at it every day and there's always hundreds of singers. I see them all the time that pop up that I never heard of and don't know about. And they're somebody somewhere thinks they're really great and somebody somewhere listens to them and they have a fan base, you know, there's very few that everybody knows though. Like I said, that's the 1%. That's the small percentage that have really reached that echelon in that genre or whatever, where people can recognize them. Um, there's a lot of people out there who, who paint a lot of people out there who do graphic art. There's a lot of people who do it. Uh, and you know, I think we all want to be the best. We all want to be at a certain level and, and 
you know, and re-success, but you got to recognize that there's a lot of really good talent and you just have to recognize what you can do and how you can push yourself to be better. Awesome. So I love it. Doc, thank you so much. So that's Doc Fell with Doc Fell and Company. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah. It was a blast. So we're yeah. done after this. This All is right. the last episode because you knocked last it out of the Last episode. Park. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> One and done. All right. All right. Thanks, Doc. No problem.